Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. Welcome back, guys. Uh, another episode of Let It Grow Investing, episode 24. Uh, this one should be uh, a fun one. We've got a lot of different stuff going on out there. We had that uh, Bitcoin ETF come out. We had Tesla numbers. We had Las Vegas Sands numbers. We've got uh, some different news out of NEO. And uh, what else we got? We have news from PayPal. Uh, we had a lot going on in the past couple days in the market. Um, but first off, thank you, uh, as always, for stopping by and checking out the page. Uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on notifications. And uh, if you would like to support the page, if I'm bringing you a good amount of value for, uh, for your time here, uh, there are links on the uh, anchor.fm slash let it grow page in the description for uh, doing a monthly uh contribution to the page for as little as 99 cents. Uh, don't feel obligated in any sort of way, but uh, you know, it would mean a lot uh, if you wanted to support the page, but uh, or support the channel. Sorry. And uh, but anyhow, so we had that Bitcoin ETF come out BITO uh, record number of uh, interest in that uh, that futures ETF we were talking about last time. Um, it did help uh, get Bitcoin up to a new record high, and uh, we've since pulled back a bit. But uh, you know, it definitely goes to show you what a little bit of positive news can do for uh, the crypto space or a stock. But uh, definitely in crypto, it'll make things move very quick. And uh, you know, I, I'm kind of glad it didn't run up too hard because um, sometimes when that happens, a lot of people are getting in at the wrong time and a lot of people are going to get burned when we have a major correction to the downside uh, right now uh, bitcoin is at 63,000 uh, eth is at 4100 yeah we've still got Car cardano lagging behind at only two dollars and 18 cents but uh, you know like i said that bitcoin etf wasn't the one we were hoping for we have another one coming out uh, Friday, which today is the 21st, Thursday, and there's apparently another one coming out uh, tomorrow, the 22nd. So you guys, uh, once again, it'll be old news. But, uh, you know, I, I think a lot of these these futures ETFs that have been applied for, I believe there was nine total that had been applied for. Maybe not all of them were based on future contracts. Um, some were probably for Bitcoin as a holding itself. But, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of news coming out on these ETFs. I think the first one was obviously the going to be the most impactful and have the most change to the market. And now all these other ones, everyone's just uh, trying to get their piece of the pie as far as the people who are um, starting the funds and uh, trading them. You know, there's obviously going to be some fees on these, um, I believe the... ProShares BITO is about 0.9%, which is high, um, but it is cheaper than uh, 
some of the other discounts like uh, the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust. Um, that one you were buying more Bitcoin, but it is at a uh, a discounted or a, a premium. You're paying a premium more or less for the amount of Bitcoin that you're getting. So if you're putting in 100 bucks, I think it was something like 15 or 20 percent off of the price of Bitcoin that you were getting. So you were getting 80 percent ish actual value to Bitcoin. Uh, so, you know, now this futures one isn't really holding Bitcoin, but it is, you know, it does have a fee, albeit it's smaller than some of the other um, trusts that were set up that people were trading on the stock market itself. So some different things going on there. Just make sure that you know that there are fees. Um, I'm still in the, the camp of I would rather hold Bitcoin. Um, personally, that's a better better angle for me. Uh, as I've said before, I can stake my coins, uh, meaning you you hold the coin. And then if you want to put it onto a platform uh, like crypto.com has it, like I've said before, uh, you know, on a flexible uh, term, meaning I can put in my Bitcoin and take it out whenever I'm ready to, to withdraw and I'm getting four and a half percent. So instead of paying the premium to trade futures or holding it in a trust on a brokerage. Uh, I'm just out there owning the coin and uh, staking my coins for that interest. And uh, I think last time I told you, I, you know, I got uh, finally broke that thousand dollar barrier. Um, and then with the volatility in uh, crypto, I got close to 1200 the other day and earned interest on these coins that I've got staked. Uh, so, you know, it does add up. It adds, adds up pretty quickly because that's only been about five or six months for me now. And, uh, you know, it's definitely my angle. And, uh, you know, just be careful with these fees on some of these ETFs, um, you know, especially even even with um, the growth stocks like the ARK funds, they do charge more than your typical Vanguard or SPY or, uh, you know, some of the other larger uh, S&P funds or Dow weighted funds, uh, the ARC funds, you're going to have more payment to get that management that they offer rather than just mimicking a uh, another um, sector or uh, an individual, you know, if it's the NASDAQ or the Dow, they're not just buying those names, they're individually going out and picking names that work for the ARC funds. So you're paying a little bit more for that. They, they sweep it out of your account um, on every quarter. So it, it comes out, it's kind of the opposite of a dividend. It'll just be automatic and they're going to take it from your share. Um, I, I'm not 100% certain how it works, but it is 0.7% uh, or something like that on the ARC funds. And they will get that money quarterly. Um, so just be aware of those funds and the, the fees that they charge in order to uh, to hold them. Uh, again, you know, some of the reason for owning individual stocks is you don't have those fees. Uh, but on the uh, VOO, uh, we've talked about that one before. Um, that one's really low. That one, I'm pulling it up just so I have the right numbers. It's 0.03%. And uh, when we're talking ARC K, that one is 0.75%. Uh, 
So, you know, a good bit different there, you know, 0.72% difference between holding VU, uh, the S&P 500 weighted ETF or ARK-K. Um, so, you know, just be aware of those fees, know that they're out there, know that they will eat at your, uh, your investment. Um, you know, hopefully ARK can return the, the higher gains that they've had over the past year or so, or, or really last year, this year hasn't been so great for them. But uh, yeah, just just be aware of the fees. And uh, we have that uh, that PayPal news that they were going to be buying uh, Pinterest. They're in, in talks to buy Pinterest uh, for seventy dollars a share, which is about forty to forty five billion when you account for the uh, preferred shares uh, on Pinterest. And at first. Uh, I had put something on the Facebook group saying that I was kind of didn't see this move coming. I was really hoping they were going to go after a uh, like a payment uh, installment type company similar to a firm. Um, but that's not what we got. Um, I do. Uh, after looking at this more, I do like the, the play. Um, you know, Pinterest has been beat up all year. And there's not such a great reason for that. They haven't been been doing too uh, too bad at at all, really. And now this this move, what does it give to PayPal? Um, I think it's going to um, kind of be a good synergy between the two of them to have uh, PayPal. I, I know it's going to be the preferred payment uh, solution for Pinterest. But then all, all of these Pinterest accounts are going to, um, you know, be accepting that money. And it's also a little bit harder to get PayPal on your website versus just a, a generic um, credit card processing. So it's a couple more steps to do that on e-commerce. So now hopefully, you know, PayPal is a little bit more accessible to that many more accounts and small companies. And now, you know, hopefully we can kind of see PayPal use uh, Pinterest to do a couple of other things as well. Uh, there's talk of them using it to do NFTs. There's talk of just kind of having the back and forth to make uh, PayPal more of an internet company and not a, just a fintech company where, you know, you've also got Facebook that's looking to get in more of the payment space. So it's kind of a shots fired and fired back between the two. Um, you know, and I did want to bring this up also for anyone who hasn't been through a, uh, a mergers or acquisitions in their, uh, in their stocks, you know, PayPal is trading down heavily on, on this news and Pinterest is going up because they offered possibly, uh, talks were about 70 bucks a share, as I said. So Pinterest sees this massive spike yesterday. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull up the five-day chart. And yeah, I mean, volume for this one was 11 uh, 16.4 million shares versus, um, let's look at the 18th was 706,000. So we went from 18 million to 700,000, just a couple days apart. Uh, so that, that amount of volume took it took the share price from about 55 up to 66, I believe it was, uh, that I saw a high. 
And, uh, you know, it came back down. It settled down into the $62 range. It's trading around $61.50 now. But when you see that spike, um, you you know that, uh, you know, one, Pinterest is on the plus side of this thing as PayPal is uh, going to offer more money than what the shares are trading at right now. So when you see it at 55 and they're going to offer 70, you know that if you hold on to Pinterest and this deal goes through, your shares are going to be sold for $70 and you'll have that either in PayPal shares or sometimes in cash. Sometimes it's a mixture of um, shares and cash. So there's, there's always a bump up in the company who's getting acquired because they aren't generally speaking, unless the company is in uh, real bad shape where someone might come in and buy it for a discount. But in this situation, Pinterest isn't in that dire need for uh, to be bought out. So they're more in a position of some some sort of position of power um, to where that company is going to get bumped up. So now if you buy it today at $61.50 uh, as a trade, you, you know that if it gets to close to 70, um, you could probably make a, a quick profit or if the uh, the trade or if the purchase does not go through, um, it, it is going to fall back down. So sometimes you just trade that short term. Uh, I did a short term trade yesterday. I made a few dollars a share. Uh, nothing, nothing crazy, but it was just a quick day trade for me. And, uh, you know, I cashed out when it got to like 63 and, um, you know, it is something as I got the news, I figured I'd, I'd go ahead and make this quick swing because it, uh, had so much volume that it was going to be pushing this price around heavily. And if it didn't go up, if it didn't reach my limit sell, uh, I would have just held it and kind of saw what happened. And I'm not against owning Pinterest either. I think it's uh, been beat up over the year. And, uh, you know, back in February, we were trading up near 87. So if this price continues to rise, you might even see PayPal have to offer more through negotiations. So it might even come up to 75 or, you know, 80 to get that price uh, to where Pinterest says, yeah, go ahead, go ahead with the deal. We'll, uh, will sell. So, you know, that's just one side of it, but PayPal also took a beating. Um, so I did add to my long position on PayPal, you know, now we're down in the 240, 244 right now. Um, and we had a lot of that downside yesterday as we were around, you know, upper two sixties, it sold off quick. And why did it do that is because, you know, they're, um, theoretically looking to spend, you know, like I said, $45 billion on another company and they don't have that cash. So that means that they're going to have to either issue stock, raise debt, or, uh, you know, somehow find a way to pay for this company. And that often comes in share dilution or taking on more debt. So making your shares worth less in order to foster that future growth that PayPal is looking to uh, get by this deal. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword. I went ahead and bought PayPal. Um, I added uh, to my position throughout the day yesterday, and I have a couple limit orders still on the table today. Um, you know, I like this one long-term. I think, uh, you know, they're, they're looking for growth. Uh, right now, they're willing to pay up for growth. And, you know, it certainly could bring uh, 
a whole bunch of different synergies with this with the uh, acquiring of Pinterest. So from that standpoint, I like it, and uh, you know it's it's certainly something that we'll have to see how it plays out. Should the deal fall apart, I think PayPal is still so in good shape, and they would probably shoot back up fairly quick if it if it fell through to where they were before um, they announced this um, acquisition. So a uh, quick uh, break here and I'll be right back, guys. All right, guys, we're back. Um, wanted to get into some of this uh, Las Vegas Sands news. They uh, had reported earnings yesterday for quarter three and their earnings and revenue uh, forecasts were a miss. So that uh, had them trading down. They have uh, most of their business now is in Macau in China. And that's definitely putting a big damper onto uh, their earnings as they were closed for a long time. And a lot of the regions in China had been shut down or impacted harder by the Delta variant. Um, you know, Wynn does have the Macau properties as well. And like we had talked about before, that is a uh, kind of a, a rough area for them. And to know if they're going to get their, their gaming license renewed and all, that's Wynn. Uh, but Las Vegas Sands um, had these problems also. They are um, pretty well beat down at this point. And, uh, you know, they are slowly opening these casinos back up. They had, uh, you know, some different restrictions that were lifted um, for travel. And, uh, you know, hopefully some of those numbers start to um, come back. And also the numbers... Uh, for you at the U.S. start to come back as well as we see some of the travel come back to the Las Vegas casinos uh, for Win and MGM. And uh, hopefully um, on November 8th, I believe it is, that uh, we can have the travel restrictions in the states lifted to where we have travel from um, Europe and Asia uh, in some regard, I know it's still going to be slow, but uh, I definitely think these are at a, a spot where they've been beaten up enough. And, you know, I definitely think when these numbers come back, when the visitors come back, we're going to be um, in a much better spot. And these these companies can start making some uh, some real profits and recover from some of this. But uh, right now it's uh, saying that visitors uh, have to provide a negative COVID test from the prior seven days rather than the previous 48 hours, um, which is saying that change could encourage more people to travel. I'm not too sure how, but, um, you know, whether you get a test seven days before or two days before, I'm, I'm not too sure how that's going to encourage people to come out to the casino. Um, but I guess it does change. It relaxes it a little bit, but hopefully we can get, uh, some some positive movement for these companies i'd really like to see uh win rebound uh above 100 and right now you know we're floating in that upper 80 low 90 range uh, after breaking down to that 80 price point and uh hopefully we can get a little bit more clarity out of macau and out of china as to what's going on with these gaming licenses whether uh win is going to get another um, 20 year license, or if it's going to be some variant of that, or what they're going to have to do in order to um, get that position established to where they're going to have uh, uh, that long term uh, 
place there to where they can still operate and still make that money. And, you know, after they spent billions of dollars on the casino, I, I think it'd be kind of a, a bad move for uh, Macau to shut them down. Uh, I don't know that I would put anything past them at this point, but uh, it certainly would not be beneficial to uh, to win or to any of the other casino names that are there, uh, as I'm sure if they see that they're not going to renew the license for win. Um, other casinos or other operators would want to leave just on the fact that they don't want to build a future there and then have it get wiped away when it's their turn to uh, renew their gaming license. But, uh, you know, we also had uh, Tesla come out and uh, post some awesome numbers. Uh, their revenue was a bit of a miss at uh, $13.76 billion versus the $13.91 uh, billion uh, expected. Uh, but it was still a $8.7 billion rise year over year. And then uh, the adjusted uh, earnings per share came in about uh, 19 cents higher than anticipated on a $1.67 expected basis. And that was 76 cents uh, up year over year. Um, so we had about uh, 627,000 deliveries. Uh for 2021, which we only had about 500,000 deliveries for 2020. Uh, so that definitely shows we had a lot of growth there. Um, you know, we still got pretty much uh, two and a half months at this point to really drive home those sales numbers. And like I've said before, Tesla is finding a way to uh, find the chips and find everything they need to make these cars. They've got the, the gigafactories coming out. Um, we've got the Giga Press that's supposed to be making um, chassis for cars out of one piece, which is helping their margins. Um, and that's one thing I wanted to really say about their their revenue was lower than expected, but their EPS was higher than expected, showing that this margin was a bit higher than uh, anticipated. We were hoping that the uh, the Model S and the Model X would. Uh, bump these numbers up because I believe last quarter it was something like $49,000 on average uh, per sale of each vehicle. And they were really hoping to get that number up to about 51,000 on average. Um, and you know, when we do that, those, uh, those higher margin vehicles are where they're making more money. So that definitely helps um, help the numbers and helps the the sales also. And the fact that we have more types of vehicles, the, to sell. Not everyone was looking for a Model 3 or a Model Y. And now that we've got the S and the X coming back out, it is really helping uh, get these sales numbers higher. And there's a, a renewed interest in the, the product offerings as well. Um, and one thing I did see in the um, report was that they're really looking to, Tesla is really looking to up their uh, insurance platform. And they really want about 30% of the business to be in insurance, which uh, 30% of the automotive business to be in insurance. And now they are um, going to only be doing auto insurance on Tesla vehicles. Um, but, you know, with that being said, you know, they, they're so um, technology driven that they've got so many different things to track how people drive. And, uh, you know, they really know the type of driver that they are um, insuring when they sign them up. 
So it can certainly be a better play for them as they uh, can probably offer lower rates to people who are, you know, safer drivers, that sort of thing, just based on the, the technology that's in each vehicle. Uh, so that's going to help them also. And then uh, what else was there? I know there was something else I wanted to talk about here, but um, I am not thinking of it off the top of my head. But yeah, so so Tesla um, came up to a new, uh, we didn't quite make a new high, but we are really close to that 900 level today. Um, where do we get? Oh, no, we did touch 900. Look at that. We are 893 right now, up $27, 3 per share on the day. And, uh, you know, like I talked about last time, these uh, price targets have been coming in. They are going up. You still got some people that seem to think that it's not going anywhere. But, uh, oh boy, um, three, four, five new price targets today. Uh, 1,080, 1,040, 950. Uh, someone who thinks it's a eight twenty uh, six twenty five and uh, Credit Suisse at eight thirty. Um, so you know most people are bullish. You still got some people who do not understand Tesla. I, in my opinion, I don't think they understand Tesla as an automotive company. Um, I would agree that it's not worth what it's what it's trading at. The valuation is very high, um, but knowing that they have all these different. Um, different arms that they want to reach out and grab new business, um, you know, between the insurance and the uh, autonomous, the, you know, the technology, the battery tech, uh, even some of the manufacturing production that they have from some of these uh, factories that they're building. There's so many different ways for them to go. They've got the, the full self-driving, uh, you know, and that's an option that anyone can add on to their, their newer, newer Teslas for about $10,000. Uh, it has been upgraded over the past couple of years, so it's definitely getting better. I still think there, you know, plenty of room ahead of other companies, but uh, you know, when when you're really looking for growth stocks, you really want to see, uh, you know, what Tesla is doing in this situation. You know, they've got the increased sales, they've got more uh, lanes, more verticals that they can uh, look at to grow that that money, uh, the revenue and the the profits. And that's also something you're going to be looking at when you're looking to find a growth stock. You know, we've talked a lot about when uh, when to buy a stock based on the PE or checking out those numbers. But sometimes a lot of these smaller companies either aren't making money yet. Some of them aren't even making products yet. Um, so when you don't have a, a PE number, when they don't have any of that profit, you really have to look at uh, a couple different things. You have to look at what sector it's in, um, what their margins are going to be, if they're not um, ready to sell anything yet, where they're going to be getting customers, customer costs or customer acquisition costs, um, you know, all the different things that are going to impact a company. And then some of the time when you have these numbers, you can look at a company on a price to sales basis versus how much they're selling and how much the company is trading at if they aren't um, showing any profit. So, you know, when you're when you're looking at uh, at a growth company, you you often don't have that uh, um, a good price to, or price earnings multiple to go by. Like I mean, for example, if we're looking at ServiceNow, 
Um, a cybersecurity play. I'm looking at this one. It's got a 807 uh, PE multiple, 807. So does that mean that you shouldn't buy this one on a, on a typical value stock? No, you know, but ServiceNow isn't going to trade like a bank. It's not going to trade like even Amazon. It's an up and coming company with a lot of different things that are going for it. Um, you know, and every, everything that I'm looking at here, every piece of analyst research looks like a buy the, let me see the price target here. You know, so the, the, there's very little upside on this 0.79, but it's also been running up. You know, we were 685, but we are maybe 470 back in, uh, May, June timeframe. So it's run up a good bit in that amount of time. So something tells me that these analyst numbers are probably wrong. Um, this is not one that I have. I know a lot of people are interested in these cybersecurity names. But my point is, is you can't simply go by the uh, um, price to earnings multiple on some of these growth names. Some of them, like I said, are going to have just uh, astronomically high. And you're going to think, man, that I, I'm not getting that because, you know, how am I? How am I how am I ever going to get my money back and how long is it going to take to make the money back when it's a 600 multiple or 800 multiple? Um, other times you're going to have positions where they won't have any earnings, like I said, and you can look at your price to sales and, uh, you know, depending on the, the company, you're going to see sometimes up to a 20 times price to sales. And that's on the expensive side. You're looking for a lower price to sales. Um, personally, I look for a lower price to sales. But uh, some of these growth stocks, you, you really need to be dialed into what they do and what their uh, counterparts are doing also. So if you're looking at ServiceNow, you also need to look at the, the numbers of uh, CrowdStrike or Sentinel or Palo Alto um, Networks. So compare them to other stocks in the, um, in the industry that they're in to know where they're at. And then you really need to be the deciding factor of, okay, which one is the better play? Which one's a better company? And again, does the, the, the multiple on a price to sales in one outweigh the other is, you know, is service now the better company and they command that higher multiple or are they just overvalued right now? Or you really need to do a lot more digging when it comes to a growth stock versus some of these uh, old guard blue chip names. Um, you know, I'm thinking like Johnson & Johnson or Procter Gamble or Clorox. You know, those are a lot more simplistic to value. And they're generally more price to perfection. Sometimes they get pulled down in a rough market but you can generally get a feel for where they're at. Um, so think about what market you're getting into. Think about the industry. Um, you know, you certainly want to, to know the industry as well, whether it's cybersecurity, uh, autonomous, robotics, 5G, um, you know, internet of things, any type of growing industry. You really want to look at that industry as a whole, see where the standout companies are weigh them against their counterparts, weigh them against their price to sales, um, look at their debt, look at their income. You want rising um, income and shrinking debt 
unless they're still in a major growth period. So there's a lot of different things you want to be looking at when it comes to growth names. Um, you know, it does get a little bit trickier to value them, but uh, you know, you can use the analyst research, but like I said, a lot of times that gets to be where it's a bit outdated. So look at your current numbers and uh, you really need to come up with a case for again, why you want to buy these names when you're in growth stocks. They can be tricky to value, but uh, you often have uh, a lot more upside. Uh, when I when it comes to upside for me on these growth names, uh, I wouldn't look to buy if I don't think I can get a 20 plus percent return on them. Because um, otherwise I would just buy something that's a lot easier to value. Uh, you know, like a Visa or a MasterCard, where I still think you can get probably close to 20% out of those names, being that they've been pulled down. Um, you know, so you really want to know that you have more growth in the stock that you're getting or a better long-term outlook. Um, otherwise, I would just say to to find a name that you, you know a bit better and you can put an easier valuation on it uh, based on a more, more history, more track record. Um, more price to earnings multiples, and uh, you got a lot better of a feel for if if digging into growth stocks is a little bit too much to look at. Um, but yeah, get out there, check those numbers, look at your price to sales, uh, come back with uh, with a couple names, and then start narrowing it down. Um, you know, if if you want to be in the cybersecurity, some of these names we talked about could be a good place to start. But, uh, you know, that's what I got for you guys. If, uh, you know, you want to check out the links for Crypto.com, Webull, uh, E-Trade, or um, Binance, they're all in the description. Uh, and if you wanted to, go ahead and support the channel. Uh, as I said, it's on that anchor.fm slash let it grow. And you can support the channel for as little as 99 cents. Uh, but that's what I got for you guys on this one. Um, I will be... Uh, Catching you in the next one um, later next week. Take care. As always, thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on E-Trade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.